Inside Westminster, Chapter 180, Melodorous Intent. The scream was loud and long, masculine in tone, not the high-pitched screech which would have emanated from a female. No, this was a roar, a deep-throated howl of anguish, rage, distress. Fortunately, the abode it came from was surrounded by acres of woodland and discreet security measures, so no stray telephoto lenses or recorders captured this moment, as the person it poured from was no less than Prince Marcus. He'd been knocked sideways just yesterday by the arrest of Anushka Blackwell, Gregory Upstein's supposed procurer of underage providers of massages and more. It was another front-page scoop in the Post. Anushka Blackwell, his previous BFF, and Kelvin Bragg, famous actor, director of the Globe Theatre and predatory homosexual paedophile, sitting, or rather queening it, on Mama's crown jewel equivalent of a chair, the royal and historic throne of the kingdom. Had he been there? This urgent question flashed through his mind, followed swiftly by a sure-footed, impossible except he had a sneaky feeling that he had witnessed this scene, not being a participant, but not actually haunting the shenanigans preceding this snap for the grandchildren. Not that any of these weirdos would be having offspring. Could I deny this under oath, he thought, as he had begun to think now that a witness statement on oath seemed imminent. Can I say again, I have no recollection. He kept asking himself with no definite answer. It was all a massive blur, fuzzy lines, half-remembered words and phrases. Did I see them there, sitting on one of the most precious objects of state? Did I laugh along with them as they both waved mockingly of my dear mamma? This self-examination passed through his consciousness like the ocean waves crashing on a beach, endlessly, incessantly, purposelessly except it was driving him crazy. I'm a prince, for heaven's sakes. I'm sixth in line to the throne of the kingdom, Marcus said to Fitzy later that evening over dinner. Well, there you have it, my love, she said. Just rise above it. Whatever that meant, but in his desperation, he'd resorted to trying anything. To try and ease her ex's suffering, Fitzy passed him that day's post. Read that, she said, pointing to an article about two beautiful millionaire actors, And see, you're not the only one in the poo. She laughed, though Marcus couldn't raise a guffaw, which he would have pre-palace crisis, as anything lavatorial appeared to his raucous sense of humour. The shenanigans in question were of a star-spangled, beautiful pair, slogging it out through the courts over newspaper allegations that the ex-husband in this overpaid, overconfident and duped pair had finally had enough at being publicly labelled a wife-beater. This star, oft married and unable to resist a beautiful female, had truly met his match in the beguiling form of Bambi Heard, ingenue and innocent-looking but capable of depositing malodorous voids in the marital bed. Was this a brown winger or a pooch poo? The perfumed pair of lawyers, Fleur Smythe Weston and Pum Plum Farquhar Henderson, were tasked with getting to the bottom of Banby's possible arse antics. Though in her defence, a close friend had asserted that Banby had faecal phobia. What? She never took a shit like the rest of us mere mortals? Lovely. Why? 
one will never know what had angered someone who feeds off histrionic emotion and lives a life of high-octane girl drama as a means of compensating for the nothingness she had within and the certain knowledge that her life actually acquainted to pointlessness. But men were always suckers for a beauty. 